Hey, college kids, I'm just here to let you know that the podcast will be changing its name from Who Cares About College to the College Reality Check podcast to go along with the blog. All previous episodes will stay. Nothing will really change except the name and the logo. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. doing an episode on what colleges I applied to and what colleges I got into and kind of why I think I got into them, why I didn't think I got into them. And then I'm going to explain where I'm going and why, like my reasoning behind my decision. So I'm a senior in high school and right now it is springtime right before we have to commit to somewhere. So I've gotten all my decisions by now, well, almost all of them. So the colleges I apply to are, and I'm going to give a reason for all of them, Vanderbilt, because I did want to apply to a very selective school. However, I knew that like if I applied to Harvard or Yale or any of those, I would get no aid. So there's just no point because I didn't want to just get into a college and then, okay, I got in, but there's no hope for me going because it's going to be 75, 80K a year. But I know Vanderbilt offers like merit aid. It's a very little, only like a few scholarships a year, but it just seemed like better odds. And none of the top schools particularly appealed to me. Like I had gone to, I've gone to so many of them. I've gone Harvard, Yale, Princeton. I've been to Brown, Dartmouth, um, UChicago, Northwestern, Notre Dame, Duke. I've been to, I visited Vanderbilt too. So I've been to a lot of top schools and, you know, they're all nice, but like I didn't see why I would pay 75K a year to go to any of them. I didn't think any of them were that much really worth it, but I just still wanted, I still wanted to apply to one top school just to see. So I applied to Vanderbilt. When I went there, it was a very beautiful campus. I liked the atmosphere a lot more than all the other colleges. So that was my reasoning there. And I did get rejected from Vanderbilt. Um, Again, I have no idea why I'm not an admissions officer. I didn't review my own application, but I did not show much interest beyond the tour I took in freshman year. And I don't think I was a particularly spectacular applicant in comparison to the rest of the Vanderbilt pool. My GPA, yes, I have like a 4.8 something uh, weighted and I do take a lot of AP classes and stuff, but it's like, I don't think that's much different than any other Vanderbilt applicant. So in comparison to everyone else, I wasn't that impressive. So I didn't have any like high hopes for it. So that's with Vanderbilt. Um, next college I applied to was Drexel and with Drexel, it's like, it's not a selective school at all, but it does have the co-op program. So the most important thing for me when I was choosing colleges was what is my likelihood of getting a good job afterwards? Um, I didn't really, th- that was really my main concern. It was that and financial aid were the top things. So I was like, what school is known for giving like, like this people are giving good internship experiences and make a lot of connections or are able to actually like go out into the real world and have those, you know, experiences so that after college or right after college, they'll have higher prospects of getting a job. That was my main concern. I wasn't really concerned with like 
if the academic program was like the best in the country for my major, I didn't, that's not really, um, a big concern of mine. I didn't think that really mattered. Like you can have, yeah, sure. You can have more resources and you can be ranked as one of the best programs, but in the end you're all learning the same knowledge anyways. And it, it, it didn't matter as much to me as the other things. So, and Drexel has the co-op program. So I applied to Drexel. I got into Drexel and I got the honors program and I got a really, really good amount of financial aid. They're a private school. So it's like 70 something K a year. And I got quite a bit that it was really, really nice. Um, I'm not going to really go into why I think I got in versus not. It's not a particularly selective school. And it wasn't something that I was like iffy on. I, I was pretty certain I would get in. And then next school I applied was Pitt. So Pitt, I just know they're re- I just knew they were really good at research and research is something that I would consider. And so that's kind of why I applied to Pitt. Again, it was same thing. I wasn't really concerned about whether I'd get in or not. It's not a it is a public school, so for out of state, I don't know what the acceptance would be, but it's probably around like anywhere from like 45 to like 60%, I'm not sure. But I wasn't really concerned about getting in there either. So I got into the honors as well and Pitt, I got some merit aid, but it's still like, I guess if you compare Drexel and Pitt after their merit, because Drexel would be more expensive because it is a private school. Afterwards, I think they're how it would cost me about the same. Maybe Drexel would be a little bit cheaper. So that's that. And then the next college I applied to was UIUC, University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. And I've seen like, I don't know. It's one of those schools where you don't hear about it a lot. However, when you look at rankings and like, obviously rankings are not the only thing you should be looking at, but when you look at it, like for computer science, for example, or for chemical engineering, you'll look at the rankings for that. And obviously you'll see MIT, Stanford, Harvard, blah, blah. But then in there, you'll see UIUC and UIUC is not a college you hear of a lot, at least for me, like in Maryland, I didn't hear about it a lot um, at my school, but it just seemed randomly good at certain things. And those certain things were what I wanted to do. So I just applied to UIUC. It's it's a public school. The acceptance rate is like for out of state, it's probably like 50, 60 or something, right? And they, they have a terrific program for comp sci and chem engineering. So I don't know, they just they're, they're a spectacular school. They're probably well-known in those industries. So that's why I applied there and I got into there as well. And I did not receive any merit aid from UIUC. And I think they do have an honors program, but I don't think I got into it. So next I applied to is obviously UMD and UMBC. Those are the two Maryland schools I applied to. So UMD, from the beginning when I was making my list, I was fairly certain that regardless of what the other colleges said to me or no matter how much aid they gave to me, I was pretty sure that UMD would still remain at the top and I would probably end up at UMD. Um, So I got into UMD and I also got into the Honors College at UMD, which I know the Honors College is not like very, very selective, but it is like pretty selective. So I was very happy to get into the UMD Honors and that kind of sealed the deal. Like UMD is still one of my top choices now that I've gotten into the Honors College. And I got into the ACES program at UMD Honors. So that's the living learning community. They have eight living learning communities. I got into the 
it's the advanced cybersecurity experience for students. So that's what ACES stands for. And I don't, I didn't get any merit aid from UMD, but it is a in-state tuition for me. So that's, that's fine for us. And then next I applied to UMBC. So University of Maryland, Baltimore County, I think. And I also got into the honors there and I got enough aid from UMBC that I would like be paying basically nothing to go to UMBC. And plus UMBC is pretty close to my home. So I would be able to just, and they don't require me to live on campus. So I could stay at home. My tuition's pretty much covered. It would be basically free for me to go to UMBC. So that was really nice there. And I got into honors. And again, as I said, I do want to consider doing research and UMBC is very good at um, research, science research specifically. So, I mean, if I didn't get into like the UMD honors, then UMBC, I'd probably be going there. Um, but yeah, I was very happy about that too. And then one of my top schools, like in my head that I, I guess you could call it a dream school would be Northeastern. So for those of you that don't know Northeastern, I think it's be- it's becoming more popular. They've like very dramatically gone, not gone up in rankings, but they've become more and more well-known. Their academics are not like the best or anything because of just how quickly they've become more popular. But the thing I like about them, as I said earlier with Drexel, I'm most concerned about getting a job, a good job, and getting connections in college and after college. So Northeastern, it is like the top for co-ops. So like the cooperative education where I know they'll do two or three of these within your four years, probably two because three seems too much. But basically co-op is like a six month period or just one semester. Um, One semester where you're solely just doing work or you're interning somewhere. You're not doing any classes or anything. You're just working in the city you choose. And they have like connect, they have like um, co-ops all over the country and then all over the world too, I think. So that was most appealing to me the co-op program, I was like, this is fantastic because if I can, you know, get an internship, a real like good internship and meet all these people. And a lot of people, they, they do get job offers from these places. So, and it's not just like a local thing. You can have like some of the bigger corporations and do a co-op for them. So that, that was like the main appeal for, of Northeastern for me. It's also in a city, so I like that stuff as well. So that is why I applied, and Northeastern was the one I was most excited about. I got into Northeastern, and I also got into the honors at Northeastern. And I got merit aid from Northeastern. I think I got one of the top merit aids. However, it's still like an 80K a year school, and it's like still significantly more expensive than anything else so my hopes for northeastern are like pretty much gone um i love the school but it's still way too expensive even after the merit aid and then after that i applied to virginia tech simply because my dad told me to i had zero interest in applying or going to virginia tech um i don't really have anything to say about that and then the last thing i applied to was michigan Oh, I got into Virginia Tech, but I have no interest in going. So, okay, last thing is Michigan. Michigan was a, not a last minute school for me, like a kind of kind of last minute. I really, really, I had heard of Michigan and I knew it was a good school. I just don't know why I ever, like, I just didn't consider it. Um, but 
as I was like doing um, my college list and applying to colleges and it was still, I still had time to like pick a college, right. And to write a decent application. I saw Michigan. I was like, they're really good at what I want to do as well. I don't know why I had never even considered them, but I saw that and I was like, okay, Michigan's a really good school and they do have supplementals or whatever. So let me just apply to Michigan and we'll see what happens. So I applied. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I applied everything early action except for Vanderbilt because they only had an early decision and I don't, I was not going to be financially bound to a school. So Vanderbilt's the only school I applied regular, everything else I applied early. So Michigan, I applied early and I got deferred into the regular decision pool. And I just got my decision saying I got waitlisted. So I wouldn't hear back from them until after May 1st, but I did accept my spot on the waitlist to, just to see if I would get in or not. Again, Michigan's really expensive. So even if I did get in, I knew I would, I know I would probably not get any aid. Um, and it would just be too expensive for me to go in comparison to the other schools. But yeah, Michigan was, it would have been, I probably, if I, if it costs the same to go like to UMD and go to Michigan, I would go to Michigan. Um, they're very good at what they do. They're, of course, they're well known and it would just be like a new place for me. But yeah. Okay. And then, so again, as I said, I got accepted into everything except Vanderbilt in Michigan. As I said, Vanderbilt, I didn't show much interest beyond the tour I took in like freshman year and I was not a particularly spectacular applicant. And then for Michigan, I did not have any demonstrated interest for Michigan, at least like they could see because it's far away. I never took a tour there and I didn't do any of the virtual tours, which completely slipped my mind. I don't know why I never did that, but I didn't do any of that for Michigan. So I was not able to show like any demonstrated interest and I think my GPA and my SAT are like fine or like at where they need to be for Michigan. I'm not a, I don't know. Let me search that up. I don't think, because I sent my SAT scores to Michigan, which means I knew that my SAT scores were at least above the 50th percentile. So Michigan SAT. So it says the average on prep scholar says the average is at 1435 and I was well above that. So I'm sure their GPA is like, I was above the average GPA too. So yeah. And again, college admissions is random, so I can't say, I can only speculate, but I know for a fact I didn't show much demonstrated interest in Michigan, um, which is probably a contributor to why I got deferred and then waitlisted. So now where I'm thinking of going, so I think it's pretty obvious by now I'm probably going to end up going to UMD. In fact, I should probably put my deposit in soon. Um, number one reason is like UMD, it's a very good school. Like I am not, I'm so excited to go to UMD. It's a very good school. It is in an area that's very close to many like, um, potential like internship places like I already intern at um the FDA and if I wanted to continue that the FDA is like right next to Maryland so if I wanted to do more research then I could just keep going there um but along with that there are many other government agencies many other companies within that area that I could intern at um so it's a good location it has fantastic programs it has fantastic resources so it's just a great school in general. And also 
it's because of the financials as well. UMD, it would be, I think, besides UMBC, it would be the cheapest, I think. Maybe Drexel would be cheaper, I'm not sure. But besides UMBC, UMD would be the cheapest. And I also, I got, I'm really happy about getting into the Honors College as well. So I think that kind of sealed the deal for me. And yeah, I think, I think I'll be very happy at UMD. It's just, I've, I've visited the school. It's really beautiful. And yeah, because I wasn't excited about going to, not, not excited. I just didn't really consider it much. I was just like, I knew I was going to apply to UMD. Like I'm a Maryland student. Of course, I'm going to apply to UMD. I didn't really think much about it, but when we did the campus tour like a year or two ago, I really, really liked the campus and how beautiful it was, how it wasn't all like new and flashy. It still looked very like, kind of looked like a little village, I guess you could say. But yeah, I'm really excited to go to UMD. And I think that explains my college. College is pretty well. And I could do potentially another episode on how I went about, I guess, writing my college application, how I came to my own topic, how I went about writing the supplementals. I don't I don't have like a bunch of top schools that I got into to say that like, oh, look at me, I wrote really great supplementals and I got into these schools. But I could do another episode sharing like, these are my supplementals, this is how I went about it, this is what I wrote. Like, I guess I could at least share my UMD supplementals. So, let's see. Okay, so for UMD, I guess I will share my supplementals because that is the school I'm going to, so I might as well. So, of course, I had the Common App for UMD, but then for UMD, they have six, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, yes, six 300-character prompts that you need to answer. So, it starts with, like, a sentence, and you need to complete the sentence, basically. So, the first one is, if I could travel anywhere, I would go to dot, 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 and then you have 300 characters to answer the question. So what I wrote is, if I could travel anywhere, I would go to the middle of a glass of water. I want to witness firsthand the most beautiful property of life, polarity. The polarity that, in quotes, defies gravity, so plants take in nutrients from the soil. The polarity that helps ensure millions of human processes can occur. The polarity that makes life possible. So, as I alluded to before, I am very interested in science, specifically chemistry. So, that was one of the... um, I don't know, I I thought it was cool to write about something that's not like a physical, I don't know, a destination, something that was, I'm sure someone else has written a very, very similar essay in the past. It's not like original, but I did like it, and I think it showed my interest in science. Um, Oof, I don't think I want to share this one, but the most interesting fact I ever learned from research was dot, 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 300 characters. This one's real, I don't know why I wrote this, it's really weird, but it's kind of funny. I don't think I'm going to share it, though, it's kind of inappropriate. Um, the next one is in addition to my major, my academic interests include dot, dot, dot. 
So what I wrote is philosophy and law. I frequently find myself swimming in my thoughts, haphazardly poking at ideas I don't understand or scrunching my nose in disgust at the TV when I hear of yet another abhorrent application of, in quotes, justice. Sometimes I wonder what I could do to solve these internal and external messes. So I didn't really know what they wanted from here, um, like from this or what would be considered an interesting response to this, but I'm a very STEM-y person, so I just did another turn, and I know schools like it when you're well-rounded, so I do genuinely love philosophy and law, and I did consider it at one point, but I don't like reading, constantly reading that much, so that's why I kind of scratched those, but I do find interest in them, and I like to hear about different uh, cases, so that's why I wrote about philosophy and law. And then the next thing was my favorite thing about last Wednesday was dot dot dot. I wrote stepping onto the jujitsu mat for an hour and getting lost in chokes, sweeps, and guard passes. Standing at an astounding five foot five, I'm usually the easiest target. So seeing the shock on a 200 pound man's face when I defeat him triggers an unparalleled, victorious adrenaline rush through me. So again, I didn't know what they were they particularly wanted but I was like let me just write about something that's important to me I had already obviously wrote in my application that I do jujitsu so they knew that I've been doing martial arts for a very long time and but it is something that's very like big part of me and I love it a lot so I wanted to show that and I just wrote about doing jujitsu okay now the next one is when I think of diversity I think of blank so the thing is I go to a very Actually, I don't even know if it would be considered diverse, but I go to a school where there are a lot of Asians, like specifically East and South Asian. Just like, I think we're over half the population now at my school. So I don't, I guess it would be considered diverse, but it is just one. I guess it would, it's multiple ethnicities. So I knew that my school is very diverse and I did not want to write about that. I know for a fact UMD knows about my school. There's It would just be so unoriginal and so boring to write about my school. So what I decided to write um, about was the country I'm from, which is Uzbekistan. Not many people know about it, but it is a very like diverse country with multiple... like. If you don't know, Uzbekistan was one of the major... Um, places on the Silk Road, one of like Samarkand is one of our cities, and it was one of the major stops on the Silk Road. So it was a place where a lot of people just went through. Like it was a lot of communication, a lot of trading happening in Uzbekistan. So people from all over Asia would go and it just if you I'll read my thing, but if you look at Uzbekistan, the people there are just like so diverse. Like even my mom and my dad, like they're they, they don't look like they're from the same country. They don't look like they're from the same um part of the world at all and you can just it's just fascinating to see a country that is so uh, everyone identifies as this one uzbek but there's just so much like richness and um, diversity within our own genes so what i wrote is when i think of diversity i think of my country uzbekistan it was the center of the silk road resulting in a culture that blends the legacies of past dynasties and empires walking into the bazaar you can see a mongolian girl on your left and a sultan's son on your right my little unknown country carries a richness in its complexity so as i said i don't think many people know about uzbekistan but it's just fascinating to see how there are just so many different kinds of people and so many different kinds of cultures within a single country, within a people that identify as the same um, ethnicity. So 
Next, the last one is something you might not know about me is this one. I I just wanted to be not weird, but just just some some very random, non important fact about me because again, it's very hard to be original in a college essay. What you wrote about is probably what someone else has wrote, written about. Um, so you might as well just make it as interesting as possible. So what I wrote is something you might not know about me is that I hate milk. It looks like a secreted bodily fluid, smells like that sickly sweet winter cupcake themed Bath and Body Works candle and tastes like a genetic mutation. My exasperated doctor can continue to tell me that I'm vitamin D deficient, but I'll never let a drop of it enter my mouth again. So I didn't know I knew I wanted to do something that was very unimportant, very arbitrary and just kind of make it personal to me and kind of make it not funny. I don't think it's funny, but just just make it personal and like sound really weird. So that was my goal with that. And that was kind of my goal with all of these. I wanted to, you have to be true to yourself. Don't say something that doesn't, sound like you or doesn't like reflect you and if you do find a prompt and you want to write about something but it's not something that's particularly like oh my god that is so original like the jujitsu prompt that's not original I'm sure a lot of people do jujitsu and it's not specific to me and doing a sport in general is just not at all a original experience but it is important to me and I wanted to show that in my essay. And so long as you write it in a way that does make it seem important and personal to you and not like you're just copying a a typical college essay about, I don't know, winning the state championship or something. So long as you're doing it and it's personal to you and it matters to you, even if it's a general topic or subject that people write about, I would still go for it. And it's okay 100% to be weird on this Again, just stay true to yourself. Like, I do genuinely hate milk. I, I Everything I wrote in that essay is true. Um, so that is just like, all this is just an accurate reflection of me and who I am. I would, again, try to be creative. Don't look at an essay and pick the first thing that comes to you. Because the first thing that comes to you is probably the very obvious thing about your life that, that is not original to you, that many people have the same experience. But just think about it. And again, just do what you what you want to write about it's it's less about what you write about and more how you write about it and what it reveals about you so i think that would be and not just for my umd essays but i think for essays in general um yeah i guess i'll read the one essay that i didn't want to share it was it was really weird but it was very funny so the most interesting fact I ever learned from research was that over a lifetime, the average person will spend one year on the toilet. Personally, though, the bathroom serves as a safe place for my parents' constant chores and questions and gives me the time to complete a chapter of a book or play Sudoku, so I predict I will spend a total of one and fifth-eighths of a year on the toilet. So that's just really weird. Reading back at it now, I'm just, I don't know what the admissions officer thought, but it is true that I would escape so I could, like, read a book or something, So again, like it's all true and it is sometimes you have to be very weird, but so long as it reveals something about you or even if you just want to be funny and it's not really a deep meaning thing, then just go for it. And that applies to all the essays I wrote. I, it's not worth lying or exaggerating or making up something 
because if you're going to lie about something or you're going to exaggerate your participation in something or your interest in something, sure, the college is going to read it and be like, oh, that is so cool. That is so interesting. But is that really you? It's just, I don't know. It didn't, it doesn't sit right with me to write about something that just does not, that you don't feel that it's not authentic to you. So that would be my main thing for current, whoever, sophomores, juniors, particularly read, listening to this right now. I know it's stressful to write about these college essays and it is really stressful in the moment, getting like the ideas correct, getting all your thoughts across, but most importantly, just write something personal and interesting to you. Don't waste your time trying to exaggerate. Take what you have with your life. Take what you have with your interests. It's too late at this point to like develop an entirely new hobby. So take what you have right now and just write about that and just make it as interesting as possible and communicate something very interesting about yourself to the admissions officers. And if they don't accept you, that's their problem that they didn't want you. That's their loss. So don't fret too much and just enjoy the time that you have. So that would be my advice. I could do... Hmm. I think I think that's enough. Maybe I will interview some of my other friends from my school who also applied to similar colleges as I did and also applied to for example, I have a friend who applied to U Michigan. He got into U Michigan and his and obviously I got deferred and then waitlisted, so I don't know again. I don't know why I got rejected but, or not rejected, waitlisted, but he got in. So maybe I will interview him so he can share his experience and read his essay. So you guys know what an essay um, for someone from U Michigan looks like. And I don't think I've ever interviewed someone from U Michigan. I've interviewed so many colleges, but I haven't, nobody has ever gotten back to me from U Michigan. So maybe I'll interview him. He's probably going to end up going to UMD too, but he did get in U Michigan. So I'll interview him about his, and I'll interview some of my other friends who got into other colleges too. All right, thank you, and I hope to see you in the next one.